Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovrick, or as I, I am better known in haberdashery circles as yeah. T-Love. And I have with me, as always, the young, the domineering, the <laughs> beast handling, Ooh. the fit yet poised... Mm. Young man known as Sean Quig- Quigley, aka the Quig, as he is known in the circles of astrophysicists. Oh, yes. How are you, sir? Uh, good, pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, not too bad. Uh, I was just regaling you earlier on with my my tales. Um, for anyone that doesn't already know, we live in New Jersey, uh-huh. very close to. The, uh, the city, New York yes. City, yes. and um, like sensible people, we live here in like it's civilization. <laughs> it seems. Sensible people, yeah, uh, like potato, potato. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've been spending the last few days, and still have a few days left. Um, dog sitting my father-in-law's dogs in his apartment in the city in the Bronx, and it is it is a completely different world. Yeah, well. Let's be specific about where in the Bronx. Well, yeah, Riverdale. Okay. So it's, <laughs> okay. it's not, uh, Just so people don't think it's like Fort Apache or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, that guy's badass. He's yeah. in the Bronx. Yeah, this yeah. is really just like, this is fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing really badass about Riverdale. No. Besides the fact that you can get to the city so fast. Actually, I was going to say, Riverdale is badass as long as you're on a train line. Mm. And that includes the Metro North. Because you, if you're on the Metro North, the city's like a piece of cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you're not, as you well know, you got to go across the Henry Hudson and yeah. all over the place. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. It's but pa- yeah. if you're in one of those buildings, I have to say, uh, my Torsten, who was on, what was it, episode 24 or whatever he was with here. His friend lives in one of those buildings that's right across the Henry Hudson Bridge in Riverdale. Uh-huh. And they have um, <coughs> they have roof access, and they can have like barbecues and like kind of like hang out up there. And so you have the view of the whole city, basically down Manhattan, uh-huh. right in front of you there. So that's kind of like if you're right there, that's kind of a little bit of a badass thing because yeah. you got all these. No, this views. is a basement studio. <laughs> <laughs> this is the opposite of that. <laughs> This is a closet in the bottom of a building. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I see. You didn't mention that at all. Really, yeah. So I was unprepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually a boiler room <laughs> in one of the buildings. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, folks. Well, for those of you don't, that don't know, our show, we watch a little known TV movie or TV show. Um... And then we watch the middle 20 minutes of it. If it's foreign language, we turn off all dubbing. We turn off any subtitles so we don't know what's going on. 
And sometimes for giggles, if it's in English, we change the dubbing around so that it makes it more interesting for us. We watch the middle 20 minutes and we try to figure out what's going on in this movie. At the same time, we review local eateries and local brews. Hmm. So, today's movie is a Canadian-made movie. And we tried to see if there was a French dub over. Oddly enough, there wasn't. I, now I think of it, like, we've only seen one or two things that, we've, that have been English language that we've managed to find dubbing for. I wonder wh where that is. I wonder how that comes to, like... Uh, I guess so who, who do you think the market is going to be for? I guess... Because like, the, the what was the one, the, the Australian surfer fashion one that we saw, it was just a few episodes ago, that had like eight options. Yeah. It had like Spanish, Italian, French, Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of choices there. It was, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It, yeah, it was huh. kind of, yeah, I guess it, you know what it is? Who, whoever the production house or production studio is, whether they're willing to pay someone to dub it over. I guess so, yeah. But these Canadians, they're like, fuck the Quebecois. They always want to be independent anyway. We're not giving them a dub over. Yeah. So, Backcountry from 2014, which was... And I'll point this out and we'll bring this up later once I get through all the like various intros here. It was listed under critically acclaimed movies uh -huh. and thrillers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The keep, way that, keep, keep, keep that keep that in check people. we weren't searching and just so you know like we haven't turned a new leaf listeners we haven't I w we weren't specifically looking for critically acclaimed films no, for our right. show we were only the best films now oh, for us that's lovely no oh, I was searching we were like oh it's Thanksgiving let's try and find Thanksgiving films I was googling on my Netflix on my phone just because it's a little quicker uh, I was like typing I was like Thanksgiving movies and, and you know a bunch of ones pop up mostly Holiday, Holiday Christmassy, The yeah, Grinch. Family. I was like, Meh. yeah, whatever. And then I, then I thought like, well, okay, what's around the theme that isn't the holiday? And then I was like, oh, uh, Native Americans. I'm like, oh, perhaps there's gonna be some really bad taste like Native American, like you know, Red Indian film on Netflix. <laughs> and then I, you know, I searched Native American on the Netflix thing and pop up like you know, two or three legitimately like I guess Native like Pocahontas popped up and then like a couple of other randoms and then like. Uh, the the other results are a little bit sort of like well it's sort of the, and what came up was this one because somehow it deemed it being kind of similar to Native American y yeah I don't know how their algorithms work because I get it I get how they would attach this to being like Native American in that to a Native American person this is probably a comedy film <laughs> like it probably has great interest to them. But I don't know how the fuck Netflix works out the algorithm that this has anything to do with Native Americans. Because it's kind of, it makes sense within the genre. I, I, but I, I can't see how Netflix would know that. Very interesting. My only... Know. Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll, we'll come yeah. back to that. Put, put, put a placeholder <laughs> on that. We'll come back to that. Um, our eatery that we were reviewing today is Sanducci's Trattoria. Which is an Italian joint in River Edge, New Jersey at 620 Kindercomac Road. You, sir, had the shrimp parm hero. Uh -huh. And I had the blackened chicken focaccia sandwich. Mm. Um, besides the obvious sauce and uh, uh, Parmesan cheese, mozzarella, anything extra special on that, uh, Hero? No. Because I dare say we were both hungry because we just kind of snarfed those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were huge freaking sandwiches yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, my blackened focaccia <clears throat> was... It had chicken on it and avocado and tomatoes and, and, and arugula. It, it was just fantastic. Okay. I had a blackened chicken focaccia. You had the shrimp parm hero. And then our beer for today, which most people would consider is really the 
star of our show. Not these movies, not this food. It's beer. Really. Yeah. So we decided to go with um, something kind of Thanksgiving-y, if you will, if that's really a word. Um, and we just we picked up pecan pie porter, or for those of you elsewhere in the U.S. that call it pecan pie porter. I've never. I don't know why pecan. Yeah, uh, I've always said pecan. Uh, pecan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that pecan. Uh, pecan. I don't know. If, yeah, you have a leg in this pecan argument, pie, or, or, or no? I'd say pecan. You say pecan. Pecan. When you say pecan. Okay, so you just added a third one <laughs> to the fucking pecan. Well, thank God for Brits. Because now they've just made pecan. everything just worse. Thank yeah, you. I mean, because if you say a, a, an English person saying pecan, it makes me think of a can of peas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the can I keep my peas in, the pecan. Well, that's the can that I pee in when I leave the pub. <laughs> it's like a pecan. It's like, pecan. it's not a toucan, it's a pecan. It's a pecan. Okay. All right, fair yeah. enough. Fair One can, two can, pecan. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll accept that <laughs> argument. I'll accept that argument. Um, so it's pecan pie porter. Which is uh, made by Clown Shoes Beer, and they are located in Boston, Massachusetts, and Windsor, Vermont. So, you know, um, sort of a little bit local. Like we said, we gave ourselves, uh, what was, was it a four state limit, a five state limit? Uh, oh, I don't four know. state or five state. But you know what? We bend the rules all the time here, and we'll even go international beers. Yeah. Like we did for the Olympics, that kind of stuff. Aside from that, like, I think local, I've said it before, but I think it. What counts as a local beer is somewhere that realistically we could drive to the brewery. Yes. And go drink the beer. Yes. And it wouldn't be like a vacation. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. And you're right. You're right. And, and Windsor, Vermont, probably, and, and Boston, Massachusetts, for that matter. I mean, it'd be a six hour drive, but we yeah. could conceivably get up in the morning, drive, be there for, I don't know, one in the afternoon, have a couple of beers, have something to eat, and then drive home. Yeah, it'd be weird. It'd but be yeah. weird. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We totally do that. It would be weird. You're right. Let's see what the IBUs on this are. Let's see. Pecan pie border. Uh, what? Oh my god, there's like tons of them listed. Oh. Okay, here we go. Clown shoes. Ah. IBUs are not available. Okay. It's, it's nothing's, oh. nothing's written on the can either. So, okay. Well, all right. Well, so there, there it is. Pecan Pie Porter by Clown Shoes Beer out of Boston, Massachusetts and Windsor, Vermont. 8% ABV. Shall we do our usual and start off the show with the yes. right sound, if you will? Nice 16-ounce can, which we're always big fans of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. Ooh, ooh. He's going for it. He's going for it, ladies and gentlemen. He's going for the first sip. He got the first sip. All right, I'm going next. Okay. First impression is... Now, here, here's... here's let, let me put a note here. They don't actually list this as a beer. They call this a malt beverage brewed with natural flavors and spice. Mm. So there's that. And as we have on the show had other, um, uh, 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 we mostly do beer, but you know, we're not averse to trying different drinks because let's face it, it's about drinking and just talking yeah. nonsense for an hour or so. 
But I have to say, on first impression, that first little gulp, it does taste like pecan freaking pie. Yeah, and it's and it seems to be a, a beer. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it tastes. I, I can't think of whatever I would Malted refer beverage. to it as. Malted. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of like well, you you wouldn't know because you didn't grow up here, but mm. we have like in the hood, we have all the malt beverages like your Colt Forty Five and your uh, uh, Old English Eight Hundred and that kind of stuff. I tried one of those drinks once, the malt drinks, and yeah. it was fucking horrible. Oh. <laughs> Well, this I, isn't I, horrible. This is 8%. This is 8%. Not. It doesn't drink like an 8%. No, 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 no. I mean, I guess that's why they called it a porter, because it's 8%. Oh. Mm. But that initial that initial hit that I first had, I guess with the it was in the foam. It did taste like pecan pie. Mm. Yeah, or, no. I... Or pecan? Pecan? <laughs> pecan? What was it? Pecan? <laughs> yeah. It, it tastes pecan. like pecan pie. Which is kind of like Peking pie, but we call it Beijing pie now. But uh, Peking pie, it's for perverts only. That's why the Brits say it that way. We're Peking. Um, I'm being so just rude right now. That's ridiculous. It's very sweet. I mean, it's very... It's very sweet. Yes. It's... If, if anything, this would be a dessert drink, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's... if I didn't know what this was... When you gave it to me, I'd assume it was some kind of chocolate vanilla stout thing, but like a... With ice cream in it already. Yeah, like a cream yeah. stout. You know what? Actually, now that I say it, this is kind of like a root beer float. This is kind of what this tastes like. Yeah. It tastes like a root beer float. It's it's not repulsive. No. I don't. I didn't taste it and go, ugh. No. It's kind of nice. That initial first... It's good for Thanksgiving. I mean, this is actually like, you know, if I... If I've... Either if, you know, you were going to someone who did Thanksgiving and really gave a shit about this sort of thing and, like, didn't just give, didn't give you whatever the fuck beer they're eating. I don't think there even was beer last year at Thanksgiving. Probably won't even be this year. I don't know. Like, someone remembered to bring one shut, six pack shut, of fucking bud. I don't know. Shut, shut, <laughs> shut is traumatized by the American holiday traditions because all these quote-unquote beer drinkers drink shit beer. Yeah. Wine. And he comes in all excited for a beer, and then it get, gets a Bud Light. Yeah. Oh, so we had a really nice uh, bottle of uh, Michelob. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, 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 it goes. It goes the same every year at Thanksgiving. It's only wine, and then all the wine I want to try, I never have because no one fucking opens it because no one wants to open the nice wines. Everyone's just drinking the shit wine. <laughs> but Jesus. but this but this would work if you were the sort of person that had like you know. A variety of beers on offer, whatever else. Right. This would be, I would like bring this out after everyone had finished their turkey. Yes. And be like, oh, does anyone want like uh, a dessert? With like it, this beer goes really well with the dessert. This is now not not in compar- total comparisons or whatever, but this is kind of like I just had a nice piece of pecan pie. Uh, uh, this is the for a guy who likes beer. This is like your sherry. Hmm. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because this is very nice. Or while you're having the pie, I would totally serve this with a dessert. Yeah. I, w- with a piece of pie, with a piece of cake, I would totally serve this. Yeah. 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 No, because, yeah. It, I mean, it's a porter. It has some... You put it in a really poncy little glass. Like a, you, you like actually, a flute. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, almost like the scotch glasses now. Because, you know, mm. the new scotch glasses all come kind of fluted. Because they're not supposed to be the big tumblers. Because you're supposed to get only like small whiffs. 
of the of the volatiles as opposed to like all of it hitting you at once kind of stuff. Yeah. In one of those, I I, I pour that in one of those. Hmm. It, it, it totally tastes like they've used pecans in it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the. Yeah, I've no idea. I'm, I'm now, not, if we were at a barbecue and somebody gave me something, yeah, like, okay. They're <laughs> 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 like, this is all we have. This is all we have. We got like 40 of them. <laughs> like, that's our, for those of you that don't know, that's our standard, like, what if. So the standard is if you were at a barbecue or some friends are grilling or something like that, and this is the only beer they had. Yeah. This, is, this would be kind of like, would you have really more than one? I would. I but would. Not I'd, more than two. I'd probably end up really smashed. Well, yeah, because I did before. I knew it, I'd have like four of them, and then <laughs> yeah. I'd be on the floor like, oh, yeah. it's just that's so good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's almost like having a, like a yuhu. It's almost like a chocolate milk. This thing. It's really. Mm. I can. I can taste. I can taste like notes of coffee in there. And I guess mm. that's why they kind of like make it the porter, but it really does taste like freaking pecan pie. Yeah. Or pecan. Or it is weird pecan. how sweet it is. Yeah. It is it's, weird it's, where there is like, there's no bitterness. There's like zero IBUs. Yeah, that's probably why it's not available. Yeah. Yeah, this is... I, I have to say, of all the beers we've tried, and this includes the... When we had the, um, like, what was it? Like, Sweet Baby Jesus... Like peanut butter chocolate porter. Yeah, yeah. Even that was bitter. Yeah. Like you yeah. could taste the peanut butter, you could taste the chocolate in it, yeah. but it was still bitter. Yeah. So it was like it's sort of a dessert, and it's the kind of thing where one of the things I'm not a big I'm not a big sweets guy. I'm not a big dessert guy. And if I lean towards dessert the, the desserts, I like tart. Mm. You know, so like I like lemony. That that's that's more my thing. But if I have, like, you know, it's just like a cake or whatever, I'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I'll generally have it with a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a scotch or a whiskey. Something that's so bitter that it right away rinses all the sweet mm. away kind of stuff. This to me is almost like, this is almost dessert to me. I don't even think I would need to have a piece of cake with this. Yeah, well, no, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. On the other side, I, I have a big sweet tooth. I'm kind of the opposite there. I love sweet. In fact, I just did a, my Ancestry DNA thing that I did a while ago. They just updated the um, Ancestry app, web, right, right, sorry, right. whatever. And you can, I'm such a stooge for this stuff. They're like, <laughs> it's like if you pay us nine ninety nine now as a one-off fee. We're going to find out what size your ass was. Yeah, exactly. find out how big their ass was. Yes. Exactly. It was like, we, you, you unlocked ancestry traits oh, where we're going to tell you about my. your DNA, like the secrets held within your DNA as to what we predict the traits, your traits are. <laughs> and Dude, basically, I paid nine ninety nine for them to tell me a bunch of things I already knew about myself. I was gonna say you are literally basically calling the psychic hotline now. With the I know. Thing. I That's know. Doing. It was like it was, and everyone was like, "The likelihood is unlikely you have a cleft chin." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I don't have one, so I guess so." And it's like, "It's very likely you have teeth." Wow. Yeah, I do have teeth. Yeah. That's amazing. And it was it was all stuff that was very much like. <laughs> the only, the, but the only one that was kind of interesting is it did have um, 
Uh, well, it said that I probably had an aversion to cilantro, which I don't. So that was wrong. Okay. Just wrong there. All right. But then it said about... Um, <laughs> Wait, so which is racist. I'm sure the only way to do it is racism. Stop. Stop. For a second. Are you validated now because they got it wrong? <laughs> no, no, I don't I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I, so much of it, I'm like, this is just because you know from my DNA that I'm 95% Irish. Okay. So, that, so you're like, okay, it's 95% Irish. You probably have dark hair. You probably have, like, you know, this. You're like, yeah, this you is like most beer. Irish You've people. You've been drunk before in your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're like, you probably have an aversion you to cilantro. I'm like, what? Because they, because they, we don't have cilantro in Ireland. It's just, you just see all these patties picking up, like, you know, coriander and cilantro and being like, ah, feck, feck, what the feck is this shite? And like, they're like, no, I, I'm fine with it. But the one thing I <laughs> the one thing it did say is I'm more likely to have a sweet tooth. They said that I'm very sensitive to sweet okay. flavors, where I was less sensitive to the umami, the uh, the savory. Okay, but but well, that's, that's fair. That's generally true. I would give it that. Okay, that's so. fair. What? All right. Well, I, I suppose it's not as as a uh, 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 psychic hotline as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Mm. But uh, okay, well, all right. This, yeah, this is. It's almost like a port wine, is what this is. What port is to wine, this is to beer. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of odd, considering how like beer is supposed to be for the most part, unless it's a uh, gosa, or unless it's a uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, it escapes me now. They have this lovely where they make like like almost like it's like a raspberry soda, almost. Oh, like. the lambic. Lambic. Thank yeah. you very much. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. It's yeah. This yeah. is like a port, like a port is to wine. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's nice. It'll get you smashed. But you really don't want to drink too many of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, my mum used to tell me to drink. Would like say you have port if you have like an upset stomach, you would like sell your stomach. This probably wouldn't do that. No, <laughs> this would do the opposite. I would have too much of this again, upset stomach, and then I'd have to drink some port to clear myself up. <laughs> well, you're just a liquor store's dream. <laughs> oh, good old Irish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, oddly enough, when my stomach's upset, what settles it is a beer. Oh, okay. And, but it generally, it can't be an IPA. It can't be too hot. It's like a, a lager, a nice lager. Will like, yeah. So generally either Boston lager by Sam Adams or Brooklyn lager. I'll have mm -hmm. one of those and it settles my stomach right down. Which is so bizarre. And like my wife is always like, because she always has like stomach problems. She's like, that's just a weird, like the last thing like anybody would ever tell you like medically. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You know what? Have some alcohol. That'll settle <laughs> your stomach. You know, but for whatever reason, it's like uh, if I like if my stomach's upset because I don't know I ate something funky or whatever, I have a beer and it's like oh everything's right with the world. It's almost like when you're a kid in the U.S., they always push ginger ale on you. That will settle your stomach uh -huh. because of the ginger. Yeah. Now if there's if it was real ginger ale, you'd be like oh yes it will because there's real ginger in it. But you know yeah. when it's like the Canada Dry because like Canada Dry famously just a couple of years ago said made with real ginger the fuck was it made of before like in the last 40 years before that what did you mm. make it with soap i mean what yeah. what was in it so yeah that's my thing yeah i don't know if you people can tell or not because we're kind of dragging out we don't want to talk about this movie because it is literally 
Uh, 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 this is kind of our Thanksgiving episode. Kind of. It is our Thanksgiving yeah. episode because Thanksgiving is literally tomorrow. And for those of you in the rest of the world that listen to us that don't know what Thanksgiving is, it's a holiday where we pretend the European settlers were really nice and the locals helped them survive the winter. And in return, we gave them syphilis and took their land. So, yeah. um, just so we're clear on what the history of Thanksgiving is. Mm. So, you, you, you want to be thankful and give thanks for good things that happen to, to you throughout the year. As a part of this show, I would like to give thanks to all these movies that we've seen and TV shows where stuff is happening. Because mm. this movie, The Backcountry, The Middle 20 Minutes, yeah, yeah. literally nothing happened. Yeah, it's like the opposite of uh, uh, China Salesman. Yes, China Salesman was outstanding. Mm. Everything was happening, so much was going yeah. on, and you had no clue what was going on. China Salesman was possibly... I want to say, was there a better pick that we had? Like off of Netflix in particular? I mean, the Gringo story was fantastic simply because of content. That was magnificent. But in terms of things happening, well, no, Gringo still because of the whole like scat sex and that was fantastic. But unexpected. Yeah. But I mean, unexpected. China Salesman, like I was expecting a, a certain degree of what we got. I just didn't expect it would be to the extent it was. Yes. But Gringo was probably the most unexpected as far as like, oh, this would be an interesting one for us to do. Right. And then it turned out like, whoa, 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 yes. whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought it was going to be an interesting story about the guy who helped found like... PayPal, whatever he did. No, no, Norton antivirus. Norton, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So that was that was a crazy that was a crazy. We had a couple like Zoo was pretty good. I was like, oh, Zoo was kind of uh, good. Yeah, Zoo was kind of uh, the one actually. Uh, <laughs> the resort. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was kind of good. The one, of course, that like won all titles because there was just so much going on. We didn't even actually cover. We did two. We talked so much about it. We did, like, filled two episodes worth of time with it. We made it a two-parter. Was uh, 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 the first telenovela that we watched. What was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, something. The, some... La Passion de Gavilanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passion de las Gavilanes. That's right. And yeah. we watched the torture cabin episode. Which, <laughs> there was just so much going, literally so much going on that we forgot to, like, yeah, like a whole like scene we forgot about because there was just so oh, much yeah. going on. You got to respect that. You're like, you like, there is no fooling anyone who has it. like that. That some there is some brave like showrunner in in that that is sitting there that like right. We have this many commercials per like episode. We need there to be something. There has to be a cliffhanger yes. before every, every single commercial. commercial. Seriously, like we need to set up a brand new element. Yes, and then resolve it, <laughs> right. and then set up another one. <laughs> right. Like every four minutes. It was that was just, and I suppose when you think about it, that's kind of the best way to go about the soap operas. Mm. You know these things that go on for years. Yeah, you basically you don't want people to even give them a. Because I suppose it, you can't. Because if you give them a chance to just kind of like drift away attention-wise, they're not going to be interested. Like, oh, it's this guy again fighting with his mother. Or, oh, oh yeah. it's these two lovers fighting again. Or, you know, what? you can't give them like a second to even think that. Oh, yeah. America just, kills it. America, American money, I should say, just kill. The American production company kills that. It's so good at taking anything that would be interesting in a TV show that makes you go, oh, and they just fucking kill it because they see money and money just destroys yes. it. Whether it is like The Walking Dead 
Yeah. Whereas now, like, oh my god, like <laughs> the biggest joke you've played on is that all the people watching it are now the walking dead. <laughs> right. Just like, and well, I, 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 all those things that you come up with something great, and this is perfect, like Lost, or they're like, oh, yes. so interesting. And then, like, it gets to a point where literally, I've heard the people that made Lost, not JJ Abrams, but like the, the writers, they were talking about that recently, saying about how. You know, when they first came up with the idea and they had in their mind it was going to be like three seasons. They were like, so three seasons, you know, we got, we've already got the arc. It's going to start here. It's going to end here. And we've got, it's about three seasons long. Right, right, and they were right. like, this is great. It's perfect. And then it's going to run making... for seven years. And they were like, oh no, 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 no. no. And they're like, no, will you make it last seven years? At that point, they were like, fine, fuck it. And so they were like, they started to just like. That's jeopardize why, their own story because they're like, well, we can't do anything. Yeah, we have to be crazy now. Right. I, I, that's why I like it when the shows will go, you know, um, especially when you try to make it either something action or drama. There's only so many seasons worth you can do. Mm. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking back on like Star Trek The Next Generation. And that was when they were still doing like 24 episodes per season. So yeah. there was a lot of content to fill. And there would be a couple, you know, there was, it was almost like a trope where there had to be like a silly episode where everyone's just being goofy. Yeah. Because everyone's just so just like, can we do something else like this week kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And I like the fact that, you know, that, and, and I don't know, and I'm sure someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if they were the first serious actors, at least in sci-fi, I think they might have been, mm. that were like, no. Our contract was seven years, and that's that. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. it anymore. Uh, the, 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 you know, at, at this point, the character really isn't offering anything new to me. You know, it's ingrained. It's everything. We're done, and they end on seven years. And quite frankly, next generation, if they wanted to push it, they could have pushed that thing till now. Yeah, because yeah. they have such a rabid following. It was, and especially towards the end, the writing was so good. You know, they could have spun it off where Riker had his ship, where Worf had his ship. I mean, there was even talk of actually making a Captain Worf uh, TV show, uh -huh. you know. Now, they switched it to DS9 and, and, and then Voyager and all that stuff, which goes to show you that there was still interest for them to make it. Yeah. Another, God, I, I forget what DS9 was, five, six seasons, and Voyager was four or five seasons. So, you, like, you went on and made another, like, 11 years of content in the same universe. So I think they could have gone on, but it, it's almost like um, I was watching, I don't know if you ever watch uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's funny. It's, it's really nice. I always love hearing these behind the scenes kind of stories, what really happened kind of stuff, which by the way, I have something to show you with regards to wrestling. I don't know if you <laughs> ever saw it, which I think you'll enjoy. Um, and he had Tina Fey on. And they were talking about it, and she, he was like, what happened? And, you know, um, 30 Rock was a brilliant show, and yeah. it was brilliantly written, and I absolutely love the show. But it never got critical acclaim that some of the other shows did, mm. which actually surprised me. Because, you know, when you think about Seinfeld, it was really, seriously, there was nothing happening in the show. Yeah. And it went on for seven, eight seasons, and it seemed like 30 Rock was after every season, it was like, oh, well, we don't know if we're going to cancel it or not. It's like... Are you guys watching the same show that I'm watching? Because this is really a good show. Mm. And he was interviewing her. And he said, well, what did you think? She was like, it's so much freaking work. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's just so much work because every week you got to come up with a new story and you got to shoot it in a week. And I mean, that's the schedule. They shoot an episode in a week, which is crazy, you know. And she says, I want to do it like Gervais, like Ricky Gervais, where you do a season is freaking six shows yeah, <clears throat> and, and, and call it a night, you know, and that's it. And then go on to the next one. And it's and it like, and at first I was like, what is she talking about? And I just, just finished watching the first season of, of Extras. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's only six. But yeah. I mean, that that's partially has to do with BBC as opposed to Ricky Gervais, you know, yeah. which I always was puzzled by that. How certain shows, they're supremely popular and they'll carry on for years, but they'll only do like six episodes in a season. Yeah. And I guess it has its pros and cons, but I was always puzzled. Like Midsummer Murders, it's like, okay, you do six episodes, but you got like 30 freaking seasons. Like, how old are these people yeah. at this point? What's, what's <laughs> happening? You know, what's happening, you know? Doctor Who, that's a different story. That's a whole sci-fi realm. They could change out the characters. You know, that doesn't bother me. But at the same time, like I said, it's like a lot of these shows, like my favorite one was Alo Alo. I love that show. And it did. And they never even called it seasons. They called it series. Yeah. And then, you know, one series would have 12 episodes and the next one would have five. And it's like, what? Did someone get sick? What happened? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Whereas like in the US, is like you said, because of the money. It's like, no, no, we're making money. Advertisers want to put yeah, yeah, yeah. their shit on our show. We're doing 24 episodes. Yeah. And they used to split it up 12 and 12. And it wasn't basically until Netflix came on and, and everyone was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. Or, or you know, they started getting success with the um, cable TV shows. First it was, I forget what was first. Was it Spartacus or Rome or one of those? Mm -hmm. And people were all just like, that's all they were watching. Mm -hmm. And then like Game of Thrones, it's like, no, we only need like eight episodes. We don't, we're, we're, that, that's all we need to tell the story. And then so finally now like regular TV shows, unless they're sitcoms and I don't even know what the sitcoms are doing now. It was like, oh, no, 13 episodes, that's all we're doing. Yeah. Which is odd. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like I said, BBC is different because they don't have advertising. There's no adverts on BBC, so they don't, they're not at prey to the, you know, the ads. Um, right. So their commission is... <laughs> I was going to say, they're not afraid of them on the US TV, BBC America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they generally have commissioners or that would just do... Uh, you hear all these stories, but you hear people like um, John Cleese or the old Python guys. They talk about like the commissioning, uh, the people in charge of commissioning for the BBC back in the day. Right. It was always it was like, it was like a monarchy. Like there was just a king. There was someone who was just in charge of comedy. There's someone who was the comedy commissioner for the BBC. Right. right and right. they would decide everything. They just made up the, their mind. They made all the decisions for all the TV shows, just depending on what they they fancied. Like there was no like they were just like yeah they were like no. Nah. No, I don't like this. Cancelling it. Like this one, like, yeah, I'll give it, uh, I don't know, four episodes. This one, like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, oh, I like this one a lot. Give it, uh, oh, I want to have more episodes. Oh, take an episode away from the other one. And give them that. Like, they, it, they would just do Arbitrary, whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah, just completely subjective. And because no one was answering to it because the there's no ads and right, the um, right. the public paid for it. Right, right, right. Paid right, for right, BBC. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just kind of did whatever the hell they wanted. Right, so that's right, why, right. you know, the BBC generally was like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Like, yeah. Well, they, I was gonna say they kept it up with Top Gear for a long time because mm. that thing had freaking that thing was going on for. Well, Top Gear was, I think, the biggest earner like, of oh, any well, because it's such a worldwide. I audience. was gonna say it was an international phenomenon yeah, because yeah. it was it was just like brilliant. Get three guys that are sort of antagonistic, but they're pretty much like. 
two guys that are reasonable and one guy that's a dick yeah. and let them talk about cars and let them pick on each other. And it's just like, well, yeah, that's brilliant. Why wouldn't it be? Especially like, what, you know, they're not freaking doing a Honda Civic. They're doing a freaking, you know, a McLaren and yeah, testing yeah, yeah. that. And the stink is testing it, you know, and all the little like gimmicks that they had. Um, I love the one when they went with, uh, what's her name? And uh, Sabine, the German race car lady. Uh-huh, and she yeah. ended up with a German version of the show. And, and they bet her, Clarkson bet her that he would finish the Nürburgring, um, or she bet him that she would finish it faster in a Ford van yeah. than he could in a Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> and she went with, I forget the little guy's name. Richard Hammond. Yeah, well, Hammond, that's right. She went with Hammond. He was, <laughs> and he's had a camera on him, and you see him holding on, and just like you can see, he's just like this. I, I don't know why I signed up for this because she's driving like she's driving a sports car, but she's in a yeah. Ford van, and she's honking at people on the freaking yeah. course and driving crazy and all you know things like that. It's just like very silly and fun, and when they try to make their own uh, boat cars and all that other stuff, it's like. One one of the reasons they actually managed to, I think they occupied at least for a good period of time. Maybe by the end, probably not, but for a good period of time they occupied uh, as well as they did. And then they would actually allude to it is because the BBC is so British. You wouldn't get it in America. It's so British that there are certain like because again there would be certain um, because it's owned by the people as well. The BBC right. there is an allotted amount of like. Uh, hours, minutes, whatever on TV that has to be allotted to certain things. Right. So you can't just fill the channel with just comedy. Like there right, is a set right. that you have to have this amount of drama, this amount of comedy, this amount of factual, this amount of educational, right, right, right. this amount of local, and this. So you get weird shit on the BBC, like right. terrible shows, but okay. because they just have to. Right. And so they would, for a long time, they occupied a weird space where it was like not comedy. It right. was like, I don't know what it was, whether it was like educational yeah, 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 or yeah. like um, informational. And they would, every now and again, they would do it. They would do the crazy big stunt and they'd be like, and now because we need to fulfill the BBC's contractual obligation of being an educational car show, right. we're now going to review the Honda CRV. Right. And then they'd spend two minutes being like, this is a boring car, blah, 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 it does this. Okay, now let's blow it up. <laughs> And they, they would joke about it, but it was true. Like they right, had right. to, they fit into this weird niche of being like, instead of Three, having to give, one. they were like, great, everyone watches the show and it fits into the realm of being right, the. Right, right, right. It covers three categories. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas it used to be Top Gear before Jeremy Clarkson was the main host was a completely different show and it filled the same slot. But it was literally old men, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, driving old cars, giving That's, serious reviews. Yes, that was. Um... I think Motor Trend had a car show that would show usually Sunday mornings mm. on like Channel 5 or whatever here. And they would just review cars, like yeah. new cars, like the new Ford Taurus, the new whatever, Porsche Cayenne, you know, that kind of stuff. And they, and yeah. they would just review it, show the guy drive around. He'd maybe make a little joke here and there. And, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back to our really interesting movie called Backcountry. <laughs> so this Canadian production... Uh, like we said earlier, much earlier, if you were paying any attention early on, was listed under critically acclaimed movies and under thrillers. So, the movie was an hour and 31 minutes, so that's 91 minutes, and we decided to watch the middle 20 minutes, so that means we started at about roughly minute 36. And it starts with a girl and a guy in the woods somewhere. 
And it pretty much stays like that. <laughs> pretty much stays <laughs> like that for 20 minutes. Yeah. So, and she's upset about something. She's like, oh, okay. And she gives him a kiss. And they go off and, and they're off hiking somewhere in the woods. And they're just walking around, talking nonsense. And um, they've got big packs on, lots of equipment, like, like serious cameras. Mm. Not this, you know... There's a hotel across the street. If the kids get upset, they can go you know, use the potty there kind of stuff. Serious campers. So they're walking, and she's just keeps on walking. There's a path that the guy is walking on. I think his name was Alex. I didn't catch her character's name at all. He's walking on a path. She's for whatever reason. Oh, Jen. Jen, yes. Okay. She's for whatever reason keeps going off the path and just keeps getting thwacked in the face with, like, these small branches. And at one point, she trips and falls down. And he goes, oh, I found it. And she goes, oh, it's about time. And she storms off after him. And he's like, oh, wait a second. And she's got some dirt on her chin, you know. She's obviously, she's just not happy about this camping trip. She's a strong chin. She has a strong chin. She actually looks, and we both actually said it, we thought it at different times, but we said it almost at the same time. She's like a... Young Hillary Swank. Mm. That's what she looks like. Very, very... She's a, she's a good-looking woman. Yeah, yeah. So, um... And the guy is kind of like a poor man's version of Julio Iglesias. But I guess depending on your view of Julio Iglesias... Uh, no, not a Julio, sorry. Enrique Iglesias. I, I guess depending on your view of Enrique Iglesias, he's either a poor man's version or a rich man's version of Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> yes. So, <clears throat> anyway. Um, he says, yeah, I found it. And they're like, okay, it's going to be up that hill. It's going to be up that hill. This is going to be... And you hear in the conversation, she's, she sounds Quebecois to me. I have Quebecois friends, so I can kind of find the stilt when they don't have a thick accent. It's like, uh, wait a minute, some of the consonants are too hard. Yeah, yeah. Because when you are Quebecois, there are certain things that you uh, pronounce very, very hard. Uh, certain in being one of them, you know, but it, it, as you lose the accent, it kind of, but you can still hear it. Yeah. So they get up the hill, they get to the top of whatever, the, 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 the little like plateau, whatever, and they show the camera on Alex, and he's all distraught. He looks pissed off. To the point where, like, and they kept the camera on him for quite a bit, like like some 10 Oh, is this seconds. when they're seeing the view? Yeah. Oh, before we get to that, we see the deer thing. Oh, that. yes, yes, yes. Go. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I See, I already forgot about that. <laughs> they're hiking. Before they find the... the, the, the path to the plateau they're hiking through and she stops and she says what's that smell and he says and he like just looks at her he's like maybe some 20 feet ahead of her he's like nothing and just kind of walks off kind of like dick <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. and she of course does the trope where i'm gonna write a book dear white people in horror movies why are you so damn curious? Because you know yeah. you're going to die. This is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just what's going to happen. She goes off in search of this smell. Which is, a, to me, is always one of those curious things. Why people do that. Well, something smells awful. Why do people go towards it? Like, I almost understand it in, like, a, a suburban setting. If something smells like death in the suburbs, maybe I'd investigate. Right. In the woods. In the woods? Nah. It's the you woods. You know what it is? It's probably something that's dead. Right. Exactly. We're in the woods. It's, we're in the woods. We're in the yeah. middle of nowhere. There are lots of animals around. Yeah. So she goes to investigate, and we come upon this carcass, which they show very much out of focus, but 
the innards are all eaten, the ribs are exposed, the face has been kind of chewed off, and there's supposedly tons of flies. And I gotta give credit to whoever the makeup department is, or what, they're Canadian for all we know, they could have just grabbed the corpse and just tossed it there, because <laughs> the Canadians, yeah. you know, they're a little bit rougher around the edges than the Americans are. Mm. And there's supposed to be a deer carcass that's like half chewed up, and they're like, she's like all grossed out, and then she leaves. But he stares at it. And stares at it like, like to the point where to me, the signal was like, the director's signal here was like, oh, he likes it. <laughs> yeah. She's in the woods alone with him, and yeah. he likes it. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like that, right? It was yeah. just like, he was just like, it wasn't disgust. It, it was just like, it was, it was just like, if that was a different, if that was a different movie, that would be a great time for him. Did that like she walks off, and then he like very, very quietly just whispers, <laughs> or better yet, when she walked away, if he just very quietly leaned over and stuck his finger like in the blood and gave it a lick <laughs> like that oh. that would have been like it gave him weirder yeah right stick his just, finger in it and then just on his trousers <laughs> like whoa well, or that we don't even see he just unzips his trousers <laughs> then next scene or, next scene or better yet <laughs> which is a hunting story uh, I'm, I'm gonna ignore the hunting story so we can get through this stupid movie anyway um <laughs> So she, he goes, he goes following after her. So then, then they find a path after she falls down, and they get to the plateau, and the, his face is kind of like he's distraught. But then you're not sure if they're teasing you, and he's going to start jumping up and down. Mm. But he's distraught, and she, and then they show her face, and she's distraught. And then they pan back and look, and they're on top of a plateau overlooking just miles of woods. Mm. And she's like, where is it? And she, both Sean and I are like, what the hell are they looking for? And I was like, I don't know, a town or something? And then the character Alex says, the lake should be right here. I don't know where the lake is. She starts freaking out right away. He's like, just give me a minute. Just give me a fucking minute. Just give me a minute. And she's like, you've said you've been here a million times. He's like, yes, I've been along the path. And, and I haven't been here since high school. He's like, well, where's the map? Well, I don't have one. Okay, stop right there. Yeah. Why are you going... Because, like, as we fast-forwarded to get to minute 36, they literally drove out into the country, mm. then took a canoe down some river, and then, like, camped for two or three days before they got to the spot where we were. So they were far out into the wilderness. Yeah. Why would you go without a map? Where's your compass? Mm. Where's your map? What, what are you doing? And then she goes looking for frantically for her cell phone, Oh, he took it out because she's a city person and she would have been checking the thing the whole time. Yeah. And he left it in the car. So, of course, needless to say, she's pissed off. They have this big argument. She's like, why are you always trying to impress me? Why did you have to go out so fucking far? How come you don't know where we are? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I just wanted to take you somewhere pretty so I could ask you to marry me. Ah. Uh, cold bucket of water right on her head. She feels awful. He feels awful. They sit. She's sitting on the side like hours later because the sun is going down. She's crying. And I'm so sorry. And he's that's all right. Did you mean those things you said? No, I didn't. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Let's set up camp. So they set up camp. <clears throat> so they set up camp. Lots of equipment. He's obviously been camping before. He's not a novice. They set up the tent. And he, as he's, uh, he has the little headlamp on his head because it's dark already. 
and he hears, he hears something moving. So he looks. He sees branches moving, and then he sees branches moving high up in the tree. And he's like, ugh. So he takes all the food, as most experienced campers will tell you, ties it up in a bag, puts it on a rope, throws a rope over a high branch, and pulls it up so no critter can get to it. Yeah. Okay. It's morning and the two of them are sleeping, and then you hear... And sure enough, it's a bear sniffing around outside. And we're both excited now because we're like, <laughs> finally, shit's going to happen. And the bear at one point opens his mouth. <laughs> it's almost like when you see those old videos of kids just being douches to each other. When they put their lips on the glass of the school bus or something, and you see their mouth. It's kind of like that. You see the bear doing the same thing. And uh, the bear sniffs around and we think something's going to happen and the bear goes off. And they wake up in the morning to find that all their food's been eaten. And she's freaking out because she thinks it's a bear. And he says, no, it's a raccoon. I saw him in this tree. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. They go walking off again. He says, well, you know what? Uh, they have an argument again. And she says, when was the last time you thought you knew where you were? Oh, back at this one. We split there and there. Okay, let's go there. So they start walking back again. So they get there, and he's like, uh-oh, we're not at the spot where we thought we were. So they're, they're basically completely lost. And she's like, all right, let's try to cover as much ground as we can. And then they come upon a spot, and it's like, what's that? And the guy takes a look, and he says, like, oh, it's a bear den. Oh, man, let's, let's keep walking. Let's try to cover as much ground as we can while the light is out. Let's, let's go do that. So they go walk off. Now their, their camp has a fire. They have a fire. And they're sitting talking. Next thing you know, they start getting like a little romantic. Like, oh, yeah. They start taking clothes off. And then a branch snaps off into the woods. Uh-oh. What's that? <laughs> and he starts yelling, hey, hey. Like, like, if that was a bear, the bear would be like, what? What? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> interrupting? What's, what's happening here? And then they're just kind of like... Going on, going on about the, like, what are we going to do? Let's do this, that, the other thing. And that was it. Mm. That was literally the 20 minutes. Because I stopped to see where we were. And we were actually a minute 57. Yep. So we were 57 minutes into this movie. And we just got a silhouette of a bear. Yep. And I don't know if this was supposed to build the tension. like, And mm -hmm. hence why it was a thriller. But it was boring as shit. Literally nothing even remotely exciting happened. It makes sense now. I think about it. I'm like, uh, having read about it afterwards on the on, on the internet and seeing that, but there is a thing. He ends up getting mauled to death by a bear. Blah blah blah. Right. But she gets. Now away. I think about it. I'm like, well, I wonder how they did it. Just because, from the looks of this film, right. Very small budget. Right. I mean, handheld camera, two actors. Right. Wilderness. Right. I imagine that like. That it we it would look completely ridiculous if they had a CGI bear. Right. It wouldn't work. A bear. And at the work. same time, I can't see that they would like have a trained bear attacking it. Like it was that was a real bear for sure that we got glimpses of. Yeah. That tent was set up somewhere in a zoo, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least that shot. That wasn't them in a tent with a real bear sniffing outside. No, no, no. No, because <laughs> if it is. Those people should get Oscars for just like pretending to be asleep yeah, when there's a yeah. bear above your head. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
Mm. So you're right. I, I think the budget was minimal. Like you said, two actors. How many PAs do you need? You know, <laughs> two. Yeah. You know, three PAs, one for the director, one for the producer, and two, one for each, or one for both actors. You know, it was literally the most uneventful. I'm trying to. Think. There was that one Turkish show we watched where the girl just like drank tea, but there were some scenes in between that were happening. Mm. So that had more stuff happening, and then there was the Queen one with the Indian girl in Europe, but that had more stuff happening too. Well, I think Terrace House is the only thing to rival it. Oh my god! But Terrace House had more things happening. It was awfully boring and polite, but then because they had <coughs> they had the girls in the cafe and then the two guys talking and which did you get that link I sent you that it's becoming an even bigger deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because which people are embracing the mind. fact that nothing happens. Yeah, <laughs> it just boggles my mind. Oh my mind. god! It's like it's yeah, I I can't you know. Which the old said, Billy Connolly bit of when they first when they first came out with Big Brother, when it was the first the first reality TV show that was big, and Billy Connolly being like, "Oh yeah, people are sitting at home, like on sitting in their front room and watching their TV, watching people in the front room watching their TV, <laughs> and, and, and like yeah." I like yeah, yeah, pretty much. But then it extended to the point where being crazy. But it sounds like the terrace house has literally gone back to that now. Yeah, like people know people actually do. They get cut because I guess people just get the mirrored response of whatever's happening, yeah. and like it chills them out yeah. to just watch people being Chill chilled out. out. Yeah. It's just like yeah, it's it, relaxing. Well, it's kind of, and I don't know what came first, whether it was, I don't know what year Big Brother first came out. In the UK, but I know MTV, the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the first one. Yeah, we didn't year. have that. We didn't have real world. Real world was I the think first Survivor one. Survivor or, or anything like that was the Survivor first one. Survivor came long after real world. Real world was in the early 90s, I want to say. Uh, or, or, um, I want to say 93, 94. Real world? Oh, no, Big Brother was later than that. I mean, Big Brother was the, Big Brother was the first big scale reality TV show in England and that was uh, like 1999 okay yeah we'd have like Survivor or one of those a little earlier a couple of years previous but we real, had no real world I, th- I you know I want to look it up but I, I, I want to say real world was 94 93 but I could be wrong it could have been later let's see real world because then I remember the first season, I was like, oh, that was, that was fine, you know. But, uh, uh, um, I don't know. First episode date, May 21st, 92. It was even earlier than I thought. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I seem to remember I was in college when it first came out. And I remember people saying like, oh, the first season was so boring. And I'm like, no, it was real life. And then they just like manufactured shit because people thought it was boring. Yeah, and then it just all went after that. It's like, oh, our our ratings picked up when people were fighting, and I was just like, oh my god. But you know, it's 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 the old train wreck, right? Who wants to see uh, 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 some traffic flowing? Nobody wants to see traffic flowing, but they want to see a freaking twelve car pileup for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so that's just what it is. It's it's bad, but this was. This was, but yeah. the real world, what was the premise? It was it was following real people who knew each other and stuff, wasn't it? No. No? No. The real world was basically, we're going to take eight strangers and put them in an apartment together to live. Oh, and so it was my big brother. Okay. So, so it was like, okay, who have nothing in common, they said. 
Yeah. Now, the problem with the first real world was they were all artists, like yeah. literally. Like one guy was a model uh-huh. and, and, and like a hip hop dancer. One girl was like an actual dancer. Mm. Uh, one guy was a musician. A girl was a rap singer. One guy was a writer, a poet. Uh, another guy was like a visual artist, like a painter. You know, they were all yeah, basically yeah, yeah. artists. And so they got in a couple of fights here and there, but for the most part, everyone got along. And so then they did season two, and they had the Irish guy who was always drunk, and they had Puck who would like pick his nose and then stick his finger in the peanut butter cup, and they had, you know, and they had one girl who was a police officer or sheriff's deputy or something. I don't know what it was. But it was just like, okay, so now we're just manufacturing. So it's like, and Dave Chappelle actually had a great skit about it on the show. It was like, you know, on all these reality shows, it somehow seems that the black person is always crazy. Yeah. Well, if you took a freaking normal person and stuck them in with a bunch of crazy people, the other person is going to seem crazy. And so they had like the reverse episode where they took a white kid from Maine and stuck him in a room full of like gangsters and all this. <laughs> and it was just hilarious because it was like, he's absolutely right because that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, let's take like a normal black kid and just stick him in with a bunch of crazy white kids. It was just like, what? No. Yeah. He's, that, that's why it's crazy because he's just like, what the hell's happening here? Because you guys are even crazy for white people. What's happening? <laughs> it was, and, and I never, never prescribed to it. And the only one that I actively watched, and I think I mentioned this before, was the, the one show they had with Joe Schmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they cast the guy. Everybody knew it was a show. All the other quote-unquote people on the show were actors hired specifically to fool this guy as long as they could. Mm. And the guy that they picked was literally salt of the earth. He was literally, there was like no prevarication. He was just the nicest guy on the planet. Like they would have these competitions and they would tell the actors like, he has to win. Like you have to do everything in your power for him to win. And he like, he would win and the other person would lose and he'd feel awful. He's like, why didn't you take this one? I won the last one. He was like giving prizes away. And one of the actresses on the show, she was supposed to be the, like the real like hissy bitch. Like the show, and she like breaks down crying. She's like, I, I can't do this anymore. He's, yeah. he's such a nice guy. I, I feel like I'm murdering somebody every time I walk out to the set, you know? And so like at the end, they like did the big reveal and he was falling apart. He was just like, and the guy who was his best friend on the show was one of the writers. Yeah. Of the show. And he's like, tell me you're not with them. And the guy, you see the guy just like crestfall, like, I don't know how to do this. Tell me you're not part of this. And it's just like, holy crap. I mean, it was I, like, I, I love the, I've never seen the show. I'm aware of it because I know Ralph Garman, I'm a fan of, he was who hosted that yes. show. But he, um, but I, I got to love the gall of the people who came up with that show. For, it sounds almost like what they did is they watched the Truman Show. Rest and they were yeah. like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And like no one, someone at the back went like, uh, you remember how in the Truman Show, like when he uh, realizes out. that he's in a show, it really fucks him up and like it ends really bad. <laughs> like, uh, no, I didn't watch it all the way through. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I had to, I had to like yeah, yeah. I remember that first part where it was really entertaining, where yeah. we all knew it and he didn't, and that yes. was great. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's another bit where he finds out it's not it so was, good anymore. It was, it was, a little, it was a little bit like that. It was yeah. Like, Whoa, what is going? And then they tried to have a second season, and like the girl that they got, now they're doing a guy and a girl, and by like the third episode, the girl figured out that this was, you know. 
And I'm like, these yeah. people don't go on these shows because, you know, they watch all of these freaking things. That's why they want to get on the show. Yeah. They know what's going on. So, yeah. I'm nuts. But yeah, that's backcountry, my friend. Yeah. It's literally 20 minutes of wasted time. Yeah. No, no, I, uh, uh, I mean, it's, I, I feel slightly vindicated knowing that, you know, at least the guy does get eaten alive. This is true. This is true. We, we just, didn't get to see it, though. And, and here's the thing. I, I understand <clears throat> what they were doing with the length of what's happening and building the tension. Mm. But I have to say, the 20 minutes that we did, mm. with the exception of the bear sniffing around the tent, nothing was tense. Yeah. No, not even not. the raccoon in the tree. You know, not even the deer corpse. It was just the pacing was off. Everything, everything that we saw should have been happening within the first 20 minutes. Yes. Should not be happening at this point in the film. No. No. And I think they were trying to just basically see how long they can milk it before yeah. they drop the hammer. Yeah. And it, it just, to me, it's completely backfired. It doesn't work. It's no. the same, like, as I said at one point, it was like Blair Witch Project a little bit. Like, they did the one thing that they did in the Blair Witch Project with, like, they're in the woods. And at one point, and the, there's, like, the one the big hope in the Blair Witch. And it's near the beginning to the middle. It's not even near the end where they're like, oh, no, no, no. We just need to find where the... Uh, like the, uh, the 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 river is, we just need to find find where we can see it, and then we'll be able to see it, and then we'll and then when they get to the point, they're like, what? That doesn't make sense. It should be over there. And they look around, and be like, but I swear it should be over here. And then then they realize they're lost, and they did that in this. But like, if you watch the Blair Witch, which is really is like, for this sort of genre, that kind of thing was very good for what it did. How much of the Blair Witch Project is safe? Like the sort of like, oh, it's vaguely scary, ooh, but nothing really. Like, how much we really, if you look at that film, it's not that much. It's like the opening 10 minutes. Right. But they're, the second they, they like get that over with really quickly. And yeah. so much of the film is just dread. Yes. Because there is nothing in Blair Witch. Same as I imagine this. Like, there is no, again, there was no budget. Right. There's no real ghoul. There's no ghosty. There's no anything. They don't show anything. Right. But the only way you get around not actually having a thing is just constantly having that dread and that yes, tension yes. that fear needs to be like suffocating well I mean, and this completely that, had none of that well, that's the thing it, it was the blair witch project found this absolutely untapped niche mm. story-wise telling and they did it and their success was not so much the storytelling their no. success was that it was fifteen thousand dollars to make the freaking thing yeah. and they made how many millions of dollars? And it was pre-internet. You can't have the Blair Witch work no. now or anything like the Blair Witch. No. The reason it worked is because of literally people my age yeah. who watched it, who were in school yeah. when we were like 10 yeah, and they were right. like, oh, you got to see this film. It's the scariest film ever made. It's a true story. <laughs> right, 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 it's right, a right, true right. thing. It's based on these tapes that they found in the fucking woods <laughs> and no one had the internet to Google it because they just tell you, right. we found these tapes in the woods and this is what we found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just believe it. You didn't recognize any actors. There no. was no one recognizable in no, it. No. There was no internet. I mean, there was, but no one knew how to use it. Um, so you just got it, and now you would never get that anymore. Yes, and that's there's there's certainly a lot of the magic is dead now because of yes, that. Yes, yes. Uh, but know. like I said, I think more than the storytelling, what made Blair Project like such a phenomenon was the money it made. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like oh, because of course the studios all went nuts, and they all want the next one where they could. They're like, oh, you're an indie guy here. Here's twenty thousand dollars. Go make a fucking Blair Witch project. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, uh, no, I can't make a Blair Witch project for $20,000, you know, especially if you come and eat like 
three thousand dollars on my budget yeah. because you want like three bottles of Dom, you know, whatever, sixty-eight. You know, <laughs> just like I, I can't do that. But anyway, all right. Before we decide what's going on here, let's do our food and drinks. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. So our restaurant was Sanducci's in River Edge, New Jersey. You had the shrimp parm hero, and I had the blackened chicken focaccia sandwich. Mm-hmm. Shall I go first, or shall you? Uh, you go first. Okay. Blackened chicken focaccia sandwich. It was very surprising and absolutely delicious. Uh, nice and spicy, as you would think, almost like a Cajun blackened chicken. Uh, it had avocados on it, tomatoes, uh, arugula. The focaccia it was actually the part that was surprising, because usually, if for pe- people that don't, don't know what focaccia is, it's like a thick bread basically that you usually put like tomato sauce on and some garlic and stuff and serve it. It's think of a Sicilian pizza without the cheese. Mm-hmm. That's what focaccia bread is. Um, and I thought it was gonna be, and it was huge that sandwich too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like freaking twelve by twelve. It was a big sandwich, a big portion. And I thought it, it might be dry because it's focaccia and it, it, the edges get toasty. It was absolutely, it was a little bit dry, but nothing where it dried out the mouth. All the avocado and the chicken juice and whatever was just perfect. The, 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 the bread was perfect. The chicken was so flavorful. It was tender. The avocado was just a brilliant touch to it. And the spice level was perfect. The spice level was right at that point, right before you start sweating. And just stay there mm. instead of bringing you over. So it's not like your mouth went on fire or anything, but it was just right there. It was, it was an absolutely brilliant sandwich. I would go there and get it again in a heartbeat. I'd give this sandwich a four point five out of five. Wow! I I really I I thought it was brilliant. Wow! It was fantastic. That that's that's pretty good. I um. This is, this is probably a first, actually. I don't think we've ever had anything like this before where there's going to be a big differentiation in okay. the two, within the same place. Because okay. I, it's funny because when I, I saw you in yours and I initially, when I was looking at the menu, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting, Focaccia. And I was like, eh. for whatever reason, I, 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 I didn't get it. But um, when I saw yours, I was like, oh, that looks really good. That looks really good. And then when you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like it was amazing. Yeah. Mine, on the other hand, I had a shrimp palm. Um, Which was a surprising choice, I thought. Yeah, I thought you I were su- into seafood. No, well, I, uh, I'm, uh, I, it's confusing. <laughs> I've had a bit of a renaissance recently with seafood. Like, um, okay. so that's what I think. That the reason I got it is because I've been trying to push myself more to get seafood. Because I, I, I don't oh, hate Emily it. Emily hasn't been able to have any for like a year. Well, or she so. doesn't like seafood. Emily hates she seafood. She doesn't like seafood. Yeah, she doesn't like seafood at all. And I'm, really? and so I'm okay su- with that. She's not a fan of sushi. Uh, she is, but she only eats like vegetable sushi. Oh, like yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. California rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, so I, I, I kind of, I, I, I kind of like seafood. I'm not a big fish guy. Okay. Like I don't like fishy fish. Okay. But I eat seafood. Okay. I don't. Yeah, that I don't doesn't know. leave a lot if you don't like fish, but you like seafood. And yeah, seafood well, like shrimps and squid. Sh- shrimps, squid, like Octopus. clams, oh, okay. oysters, right. like mussels, yeah. any of these things. Okay. I love those. Right. Like, I, yeah, like I like things that taste of the ocean, fine. Things okay. that taste of fish, mm-mm. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, 
So I was like, no, I've never had a shrimp palm. And I'm like, the amount of different palms I've had, I've had so many different palms, I've never had a shrimp palm. That's uh, why I had goats. I've never even seen that as an option, I don't think. So I was like, well, that sounds no, when interesting. You said, when you sent me, it was like, let me get the shrimp palm. And I was like, shrimp palm? I was kind of like, Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I think uh, that's why I chose it, because I was like, interesting. So, so in my hand, I was like, well, this has to be really good, or else why would they be serving it? Because it's so weird. Um, and it was just exactly everything that it makes sense to be. It was just a boring palm, just shrimp. marinara with cheese, bread, and shrimp. And every other thing negated the other. In the like, I couldn't taste the shrimp because yeah, I just yeah, tasted yeah. of marinara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it might as well have been a bad chicken palm, and I wouldn't have even known it was shrimp I, in there. I was gonna say, I was gonna say that that's the problem with going to Italian places. Mm. Because you know, the, the unless you're going for the dinner menu, yeah, yeah, it's limited. It's like how many heroes are there? Unless you're going to freaking Italian Connection, which is nuts. Because mm. we saw their freaking menu list. Oh, yeah. They get all sorts of creative. But a lot of the places, it's like you said, they don't get creative because they don't have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Well, that's why I was interested. It sounded creative. Yes. I was like, oh, shrimp palm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was expecting like a kind of like a roasted shrimp, like a like the shrimp to be the tasty part. Right, right, and right. And right. just like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, no, no. Yeah. No, not really. So, so I was, it was, a, it was a disappointing sandwich. I mean, it was fine. There was no problems with it. It was right. just, it might as well have just been like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you, you could have told me it was frozen. I could have. Uh, like like a Friday's uh, yeah. <laughs> menu. And I'd have been like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, fine. Um, gotcha. So what do you give that? So no, for me it was like a two point five. Two point five. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is that That's is probably big... the biggest gap. Yeah. Yeah. When you, you know, I was actually this close to getting the shrimp palm. I'm glad mm. I didn't get it. Yeah. Nah. Because I was this close, and I was like, you know what? No, let me. And I was like looking at you know they had the meatball palm, the chicken palm. They had the Joey chicken palm, which is just the chicken palm with the vodka sauce. I'm sure all the palm would have been the same. Yeah. And it would have been fine because it's what you expect before you get a palm. It's like the boring choice. Right, yeah. That, it's but the same shrimp, choice. I was like, it's the oh. same choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I saw, I, and I was like going through, and it said focaccia. I was like, how do It's you also not that? Italian. That's the other thing. Is this like you don't go to Italy and get a palm, and you go to Italy and ask for something palm. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Are you asking? Are you like, Oh, chicken. You want chicken? With cheap bre- breaded chicken. Like, what? <laughs> like, that, that doesn't make... Like, if you try and describe a palm, chicken palm to someone, Italian, in, yeah. they would give you, like, roasted chicken with some, like, parmesan cheese and, and, and some, like, of slices of bread. And they'd be like, this? Like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> like, no, you have to put it all together and warm it. And like, why? Why? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this was, I, I, well, like I said, I'm glad it was my choice. It was just absolutely fantastic. I'd, mm. I'd eat it every day. It was very, very good. Very good. Okay. And now to our clown shoes beer, known as Pecan Pie Porter or Pecan Pie Porter or Pecan Pie Porter, mm-hmm. if you're from the British Isles. What do you say, Mr. Quigley? I liked it. I thought it was good. Yep. It was a nice, interesting little thing. Um, it, gets, it, it gets a nice... It gets a nice aura by the end of it. Yeah, and I remember it. I mean, I'm sure that's what they were going for. They're not trying to, you know, they weren't going for an everyday, they weren't trying to make another bud. Like, they were. Right. They wanted to make a... Something know. stand out. Yeah, and I think it does. I think, I, I've not had any other pecan pie porters that I can think of. No, I've um, never had it. And it's probably, it's a nice alternative to the, the uh, at this seasonal time right now, everyone and their mother is making Coffee pumpkin. Yeah, no, pu- oh, yeah, pumpkin fucking beer. I, no. 
Pumped that's like the thing yeah. everyone's having, and no, I can't stand pumpkin, that shit. I, I can't, no. Yeah. So this is a very welcome alternative yes. to pumpkin beer. Yes, no. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. Pumpkin can go suck an egg because <laughs> I want no fucking part of pumpkin beer. Yeah. It's like, I'll buy a muffin. Thank you yeah, very yeah. much. I don't know. <laughs> Which is ironic considering I drank a pecan pie yeah. porter. But still, I, yeah, no. I've had a pumpkin beer once and I thought it was terrible. Yeah. It tasted, it tasted like pumpkin. But it tasted like I someone stuck stuck a spoon in a can of ground pumpkin and put it in my mouth. That's what it tasted. <laughs> it, I yeah. thought it was terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely terrible. All right. So what do you what do you what grade do you give it? Um, I give it a, uh, a three three point eight. Three. Okay, that's that's yeah. fair. That's fair. You know what? I'm i right there with you. It's um, it wasn't outstanding. Um, it kind of is what it says it is, because like I said, the first sip, I was like, this tastes like pecan pie. <laughs> it really yeah. did. It would give higher if it, it was more distinguishably a porter or a beer. Yes. But I yeah. think, I think, well, it's a porter also. I think this one would have benefited with a, but with a little more carbonation, mm. but that's just me. Um, but yeah, like I said, like you said, it's something I'll remember, um, but it's more of a dessert beer to me, if there's such a thing. Um, yeah, I, I give this I give this a three seven. I give this a three seven. Mm. And I'll I'll point this out too. And I don't know why they do it. And my wife came with me last night when I went like looking for beers and such. And I've noticed, and I've been meaning to say something about it for a while with all the all the um, craft beers and craft breweries. Everyone is in such a rush to make a unique print on their can mm -hmm. that I literally see a dog that ate a bunch of freaking crayons and just puked in the aisle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's so good. I can't, I can't see where one ends and the other begins. And I don't know if it's the fault of the people stacking the beer or the fault of the people designing the beer cans. Just make it simple. Mm -hmm. Just do, do a picture frame of these freaking psychedelic I'm at a fish tour and I just ate the uh, uh, insides of that guy's pocket without knowing what's in it. You know, <laughs> colors, scope there. Yeah. Because it's so, there, it's, it's just overwhelming. It's just like, can we just have like a little ship or a dog or a plane or a yeah, fucking yeah. cat or whatever and not have 8 million colors on it? Because the minute I see all the 8 million colors, I'm like, no. I don't. Yeah, it's making up something usually. Yeah. It's like if, like, you know, if I see a demon head or an angel or a bicycle, I'm like, okay, what's this? But all this just swirly shit, I'm like, what? No, I'm, I'm not even wasting my time looking at your can. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want it. Okay. And now for the main part of our show, if you will. Backcountry. What do you think is happening here? Do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I'm laughing because it's true. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Nothing is happening. Like I, the real like the the real answer to that is I feel like somewhere out there there is a podcast uh, hosted by bears <laughs> where they are also reviewing this and they come up with the same conclusion <laughs> and they're like. Nothing. We thought he was going to get some food and nothing happened. He left the tent. They're, they're, they're literally like, we thought it was going to be one of those cool human films where we encounter humans and like kill them. Like we were told it was like a, an action film. A thriller. What happens is uh, whatever the uh, antagonist bear is called, like John the Bear, 
I mean, he's walking around the woods. I mean, we're bears. That's he's every a, film. He's a Christian bear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John the bear. <laughs> and then, yeah, he sees some food. Uh, those humans thought they were being real clever, putting it up in the bag. Uh, I mean, we're a fucking bear. We don't give, give a shit about that. He ate food. And uh, that was it. That was it. Yep. Was, okay. <laughs> Very good. Um, I think I go a little different from you. Mm -hmm. I think what's happening here is... Um, in the 20 minutes that we saw, yeah. I don't care what they said afterwards, what happened. I don't, I don't yeah. believe any of it because mm. none of it led me to believe that that's what happened. Yeah. I will say this movie is about the sex slave trade. Mm. And he was basically taking her to a ship that was going to load her on and she was going to go to Shanghai and become a concubine to who's the kid from Facebook who left the country because he didn't want to pay taxes? That kid. Uh, that's what I think is happening. Interesting. Here. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I wish I could see it again and <laughs> with that in the back of my mind. Although I have to say, I, I, our bear colleagues in the parallel bear universe, I think their conclusion is the same. Uh, with yours. Yeah, with yeah. yours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I like the bear take also. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. So, basically, folks, um, if you want to watch a movie called Backcountry, skip to minute 57 and start watching, because nothing happens before that. Yeah. Literally. No. Literally nothing happens before that. Mm. So, start at minute 57 and off you go. Yep. Yeah? That's what I'd say about that. That's what I, Well, you know, I, I, before we go, I just want to say I'm very thankful to all our listeners for tuning in week after week. We really appreciate you. We want to give thanks. Mm -hmm. And we would like to apologize for today's episode because of the shit movie we picked. Because nothing was happening in it. Next, we'll have a good one next time. We almost had a we almost had a better choice. It was right after the. It was right after, right and we it. were just like, "Oh no, this is cheesy. This is not going to be good." Yeah, it was called and like backstage. Backstage. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. <laughs> Especially as this looks really good. Yes, and and I have to say, Netflix, you need to change your definition of what critically acclaimed means. Because who are the critics and what exactly are they claiming? Because it wasn't this movie. I, I, I don't, no, I don't think no. so. Yeah, no. All right, folks. Well, thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you next time. See ya. Bye.